40 years of plague and darkness, and now finally a light, a golden light. It's gold. <laughs> What'd you find, Al? Nothing. <laughs> you know, this may be just a hunchback, but I think Daddy found something. <laughs> It's gold, all right. The bozo found gold. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. All right, we're back with these varmints in the nudie bar. <laughs> What's up, guys? My name's Al. I'm insane, unbathed, and dangerous. I'm Jamie. It is so hot, you could lay an egg on the sidewalk. Ooh. And I'm Dan, and I killed a squirrel for looking at my gold. You were right to do it. I was. That's justified. We're reviewing Route 666, Part 2. The California coast will have to wait. When stranded in a ghost town, the Bundys and the Darcys catch gold fever and become wary mining partners. Season 5, Episode 24, original air date May 5th, 1991. Director Jerry Cohen, writer Ralph Farquhar. Special guest... Earl Billings as Demerson, which I think is the uh, guy at the end who tells them that they're wasting their time. Mm -hmm. Sharon Levitt, I think it's the speaking tourist at the end also. Renee Tension as Macadamia. Pamela Anderson as Cashew. Ava Fabian as Honey Roasted. Bobby Brown as Pecan. Heather Elizabeth <laughs> Parkhurst as Almond. <laughs> D Derek Sellers, Richard Hansen, David Nelson, Alex Waters, Steve Henenberry as the fantasy men. I suppose it's the guy at the very end, Ed Hall as the TV announcer, uncredited. Obviously, this is part two of a two-parter, Route 66 part two, and this is one what we've been talking about a lot because this is the one, that weird episode where we keep on saying that a girl returns for Route 666 part two, and they it just seemed like we said that a lot, right? and then there's good reason for it. We just didn't know what all happened within a minute. Think about it. They put a lot of money into this episode. I mean, just getting these people to come like back. And, like, think about it. Like, girls that we all remember. Like Flopsy mm -hmm. from Weenie Tots. Bobby Brown from the shopping spree thing we just reviewed. We got Ava Fabian, the girl at the roulette wheel from the Las Vegas episode and all stuff. And, like, it keeps going on and on. And we'll get to that later. But... You know, getting all, like, real people back, not just filling it with models that, you know, don't act or whatever. And then get all these guys. That's a lot of guys for one fantasy. And then getting all these tourists. So it's, a you know. And a set. The sets were elaborate. Yeah. Right. A new set. You know, we saw the first set at the general store. Now we got this set at the uh, uh, the whole sluice box. And, the, you know, they're panning for gold. This whole set that we got now, um, you got another matte painting in the background. 
Next time somebody pisses me off, I'm going to call him a sluice box. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just sounds like it would it would hit him. Yeah. And they look it up, they're like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, this set, again, um, I liked it. It's obviously a TV show set, but I like it. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it um, it's one of those where you know it's a set, but at the same time, it did create atmosphere. I liked it. A great atmosphere. Yeah, it did. The lighting. Yeah, the lighting's good. Like, especially when they were sleeping and oh. stuff like that. It just, if you've ever camped outside, it just, uh, it did, it was reminiscent of that. Last week on Married with Children, the Bundys went on vacation and got stranded in Lucifer, New Mexico. <laughs> they met an old prospector who offered to trade them his gold mine for the family's old Dodge. Dodge is a damn fine car. Ran over my wife with a Dodge. Then the prospector warned them gold can turn families against each other. So it'd be just like my life now, except I have gold in both fists and I'm just saying yippee yippee. With Al's car and Marcy's and Jefferson's money, they bought the mine and set out to strike it rich. Well, the plot's simple enough. And now, Married with Children continues. So this episode starts with them showing up. Uh, they make the women carry the supplies for whatever reason, and I don't even know how they agreed to any of that. <laughs> Al convinces them to not rest and start mining right away. Do you realize where we're standing? Well, I don't know about us, but you're standing in coyote duty. <laughs> Aside from that, now look here. We're in the wild, wild west. Now I want to see a little pioneer spirit. Want to see me a little gumption? I'm sick of your female whining. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a chance to get rich here. He who dares wins. He who seeks finds. He who digs golds. <laughs> now, hey, we've seen it with our own eyes. There's nuggets in this here mine as big as your mother's behind. <laughs> and, and just like your mother's behind, it's there for the taking. <laughs> By anyone with the, with the courage to reach out and grab it. <laughs> now, that feels like getting rich. How many of you mangy varmints are with me? I'm with you. All right, good. Marcy drinks sweat out of a bucket, and Jefferson knew about it and didn't even say anything as she was going to do this. He waited till after she did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not water. Oh, how does Marcy not know the source of a bucket of water either? I, right? Yeah. Anytime anybody like drinks sweat, like oh god, that's so cringeworthy. Drinking sweat, I've done it, but you know when it drips into like a, a, it runs into your mouth and it's so disgusting and salty. Oh my god, and that's like the, the tiniest amount. Too. Right, imagine drinking a cup of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she did that. Uh, Al finds a gold nugget just when all hope seems like lost, mm-hmm. and then it kickstarts this whole thing all over again. Yep, that it does. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing I don't get though. They're not like mining for gold. They don't. I mean, they do have their uh, pickaxes and all that, but they just seem to be panning, right? So, I mean, like, <laughs> are they just waiting for this stuff to fall down the chute here, the sluice? Like, what are they doing exactly? Like, Al just kind of stands there, and then the nuggets there, and then they all seem to just go there. Is mm-hmm. that how you mine for gold? 
Like, what about the part where you got to get it out of the rocks? Right, and I'm sure it is much more difficult, but because of what they explained at the end of this episode, it makes sense that they would find it right on the ground. Right, right. You know, but yes, I think I think uh, it's not not that easy in real life. They didn't know that, though, so that's the only approach they took to get it. Well, I mean, it makes sense for the Bundys. For the people the- we're talking about, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all sitting pretty. With a sack of gold. And Jefferson's is a lot smaller than I expect it to be. I, I like Jefferson in this episode a lot. Yeah, I know. Like, I thought they had a lot of fun with him because it was the first time, maybe not the first time, but it was it was the one time that he really shined where he kind of got to act, like, really goofy mm-hmm. and silly. Like, I know in the last two-parter he did, too. Um, no, you know what, though? You're right. This is his big episode, his first really big performance. You're right. Right, yeah, like it seemed like he uh, deviated from what they've usually had him do on this show. Wow, I didn't even realize that. I just, I just noticed it because I, I, <laughs> I, I just love Jefferson's character, and I was like, this is a great Jefferson episode. He had his moments in the shopping spree thing. Yeah, sure, it was a great kind of major introduction into a little bit more of his personality. But now this one, right. And it's the end of the fifth season, too, so we really got to, like, make sure we get this guy in there before the, sh- the season ends, you know? Right, exactly. This is for the apartment. This is for the Corvette. And this is for Miss February. <laughs> So, Kelly keeps getting told that the gold she finds isn't real. (laughs) Can you imagine you're such a dullard that everybody knows that you don't even have to make a true effort, and you just go, oh, that's not real gold, honey. (laughs) Here's a funny story. Um, Growing up until I was about maybe 12 years old, I, uh, I had this big chunk of what I thought was gold. But if anybody knows what mica is, it's literally called fool's gold. <laughs> That's like literally what it's called. It just looks like it. So you thought you were rich and you were just waiting for the right moment to... It was the biggest rock and it was like, it was all for... Yeah, I used to use it, uh, you know, as right next to the command center when I used to play with my Power Rangers. <laughs> wow. Wow, play with Power Rangers. Yeah, that is kind of dated, man. Power Rangers. Holy crap. Well, I'm going to drop some Power Ranger knowledge later on in the episode. See if you get it, Jamie. I will not. Well, I'm even older. I played with He-Man and Ninja Turtle, so I'm even older than Power Rangers. I heard they're finally making a He-Man movie. Oh, what, the Dolph Lundgren one's not good enough? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even know all the Power Ranger colors. So I know there's pink. Well, listen, we should actually go easy on everybody in this episode because it's not like they were lying to Kelly. They were actually telling her the truth. Right. They just didn't know that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how about when they're going through their fantasies about what they want to do once they go back home and they're rich? What are you going to do with your share, Marcy? I'm going to share mine with the poor. (laughs) <laughs> no, really. What are you going to do with yours? 
I'm gonna buy a seal coat, a diamond car with condor floor mats, and a bald eagle hat. <laughs> Marcy had a Buffalo Bill fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. She's Buffalo a mix Bill. between Buffalo Bill and Norman Bates. Wow. Yeah, she, that was like kind of sadistic <laughs> and angry. I, I love how they rag on Marcy so hard that she can't even have like a proper fantasy. It's got to be weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always weird. That's why you yeah. love her. Yep. Oh, what about you, honey? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I have everything I want and everyone I want. Hmm? By the way, would you be upset if I got a place of my own? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being married to somebody saying, listen, you wouldn't mind if I got my own place, would you? <laughs> Especially, like, after how long they've been married or haven't been married. Yeah, <laughs> not even one full year yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Called it quits. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> and did you see Marcy's cactus earrings? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're really? shaped like cactus, her earrings. <laughs> like, I thought Peg was festive. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's the first time I think I recall Peg not wearing heels, unless. Right. Did she wear bowling shoes during the bowling? But um, wait, what did she wear here? I didn't even notice. She had cowboy boots on, red cowboy mm. boots. Wow. But they and they weren't even all that high. I mean, they had a little heel, like a uh, somewhat heel, but it wasn't mm. like. Right. <laughs> when she developed her peg walk. Somebody asked her about it, and she goes, you try walking in these things. When they put her in the high heels, she goes, that's how you have to walk. <laughs> I, you know, I always thought of that. That probably actually came pretty natural to her. Yeah, it was probably the first way she started walking when she they made her wear these things because she probably never did before. And then she said, wow, this is interesting. So she's kept the – she realized it's comedic, you know. Yeah, and I feel like decisions like that probably dictate the character – like, throughout the whole series more than we think. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, because, yeah. like, think about, like, how she walks, like, all prissy like that and how it just naturally comes. I'll bet you a lot of it has to do with the shoes. I'm so glad because she was supposed to be, like, a, a slob on the mm-hmm. show, like, wearing, like, uh, like how I dress, I guess, at home, like, sweatpants and a T-shirt and stuff. <laughs> like a slob, he says. Yeah, and her hair was supposed <laughs> to be probably just, you know, pulled back into a ponytail and bangs or something like, you know, like just not caring about what you look like. And they were supposed to like bring the whole white trash slob eighties thing into like the whole thing. Jamie looks down as she's wearing sweatpants and has her hair in a ponytail. I knew this was going to happen, but I said, I'm going to say it anyway, (laughs) but like, no, I do the same thing. I'm literally wearing that, but that's because we're not on television. You know I mean? If I had people coming over, of course I put jeans on and stuff, but, but yeah. Yeah. Alex lets his hair down. It is down. It's not in the ponytail right now. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, with no presentation, you could just – you could look like a slob. It's fine. But they wanted her to be that way and she just saw Peg as something different and what Peg is is phenomenal. So it's so great how everything just, like, evolves and it's organic, you know? Yeah. What about you, Peggy? What are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. I, I'd probably make a few changes. <laughs> Peg wants manservants, all these strange-looking 80s dudes who shouldn't look like that in the 90s uh, are here, and they're, like, <laughs> fanning her down with these big feathers, and 
he hangs his head, his clothes or whatever on Al's head, <laughs> uh, the moose head. Yeah. You know, as time goes on too, like I, I'm getting pretty good at like time stamping, like when something, you know, what time yeah. like a show is from. I find the toughest thing to this day that I still can't differentiate is is the eighties from the early nineties. Oh, like yeah. right now. Like early nineties. Like I can like could easily pass as like, you know, right. so, so far as back. Corner is is really hard. Um yeah. in the late eighties into the early nineties, they're right. so similar. Yeah. And the late '80s is so different from the early '80s. Oh I, God! This was the Nirvana era, you know. That's when, like '91, Teen Spirit, and all that. So I, I don't expect these guys to look grungy. And Peg sure, certainly wouldn't want grunge dudes like <laughs> fanning her down or anything. But yeah, it's always funny to see that holdover, the holdover look from the mm-hmm. '80s come into the '90s. Yeah. Now we get to uh, a jarring scene. Al fantasizes. <laughs> I don't know what to get to first. I guess let's save the glaring omission for the end. Okay. So Al fantasizes, and it's all these hot babes, and they're just here to serve him. Pamela Anderson wants to give him a, a, a whipped cream bath, which I assume she would uh, consume it off of him at the end. <laughs> I don't know, but the audience went wild at that one, and I was just thinking that would just be a sticky mess. <laughs> right? I'd bear with it, though, and, and just say, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Well, we saw that play out in Varsity Blues. <laughs> right? <laughs> and not another team. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a banana split. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Anderson, who played Cashew in this episode, previously appeared on Married with Children as Yvette in Al with Kelly. That's the one where uh, where Kelly was sick and then she kept ringing the bell. Right. Also, the Playboy issue she appeared in can be seen in Bud's magazine collection in the previous episode. I think yes. we actually talked about that. Yeah. Didn't we? Yes, we did. Yep. Renee Tension, who plays Macadamia, would later appear on Married with Children again with her twin sister, Rosie, during Jefferson's Fantasy in Season 6's Looking for a Desk in All all the Wrong Places, and as Maria Griff's love interest and Biggins' cover model in Season 10, Spring Break Part 2, and Torch Song Duet. Ava Fabian, who plays Honey Roasted... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you love these names. <laughs> Ava Fabian, who plays Honey Roasted, had previously appeared on Married with Children in the season four episode, You Gotta Know When to Hold Them, part two, as Yummy, the roulette dealer. Yeah. Bobby Brown, who plays Pecan, previously appeared on Married with Children in You Better Shop Around, part one, and You Better Shop Around, part two, as Nibbles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heather Elizabeth Parkhurst, who played Almond. Almond in this episode, previously appeared on Married with Children as Flopsy in Weenie Tots, uh, Weenie Tot Lovers and Other Strangers, and as one of the Swedish bikini team models in season six's The Gas Station Show. Yeah, The Gas Station Show. That's one of uh, Stephen Scott's most anticipated shows that we're going to do. Three of the women in Al's fantasy had 
had appeared in Playboy, Pamela Anderson, Renee Tension, Ava Fabian. Yep. February 90, November 89, and August 86. Now, since Pamela Anderson was in the February 1990 issue, is she the Miss February that Bud was referring to when... Oh. Oh, yeah, right. February 1990. Well, 91. Oh, you know what? May. It's May right now. So it already it must be the 91 plate. Oh, we should figure out who he's talking about. Let's see. Yeah. But she, I mean, she still was Miss February. Well, if Bud is super up to date, he's talking about Christy Thom or Tom. T- <laughs> like Thom Matthews. Matthews. <laughs> Let's see how good she looks. It's C R I S T Y. T-H-O-M. Ooh. No, he's talking about Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this this could not be. Uh, no. No, he's talking about Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay. Man, how bad is it? I mean, it's not horrible, <laughs> but oh my God. I don't even know why, out of all the girls in the world, she's here. Right. She has a look. She's hot. But, uh, no, she's not Pamela Anderson hot. Well, Throw Mama from the Train has a look. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just going to go ahead and say Bud is shooting higher. I mean, it was a pretty big pile of gold. <laughs> oh, I've seen her. I know who she is. Yeah, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she's just okay. Yeah, I think she's pretty. Yeah. And so... That's how I defeated the robots in the first intergalactic Super Bowl. Well, just this weekend, we learned how tough it is to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowls here on Earth. So what do you want to do now, girls? We'd just like to serve you, beautiful one. (laughs) Well, what's on the menu? Massage. Whipped cream bath. Spanking. Horsey ride. Or shall we go back in our cages and frug for you again? Well, girls, it's your dream. Now, here's the problem with this whole fantasy with Al. What strikes you as the most jarring thing to look at in that entire sequence? Yeah, why is he wearing number 12? That makes no sense. I do not know. Um, 33 is just so perfect, and obviously it goes on to be that as we continue. I, You know, I had a theory as to why it's number 12. Why is that? Because this could have been shot at any time, this little sequence. It had really didn't have to be shot during this, you know, whole mining thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking... It was shot earlier because they knew they were going to do this. And they did it more closer to the time a lot of those girls were in the episodes. Right. A couple weeks ago, you know? Right. And I think at that time, they didn't settle on 33 as his number. Oh, okay. So when they did this, they did 12. And then as it went on and they got to the better shop around, then it went to 33. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they probably kept it. But since they shot it out of sequence... We still get a number 12 in there. Right. That's my theory. Sorry I'm late. Well, that's all right, dear. 
Just hang up your robe on the moose head. <laughs> so it's funny when the, when the chick comes in and hangs her her outfit on the moose's head. Peg does such a good job that when she hangs it on Peg's head, you could see through the the whatever she puts on Peg, and because it's so sheer, Peg never blinks. Stone faced. Isn't that crazy? It was kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she was totally stone-faced. You were like, oh, she could totally play a psycho well yeah. in a later show. She could. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if they, they would ever think to hire for something like that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny. Actually, that comes out in this episode, and we'll get there. Oh. So Kelly wants everyone to put gold in a big pile and then divvy it out. How convenient. I mean, bless her heart. She's having... She's not being all that dumb, but she still is. Because I mean, it, she is really she's doing well. Like she's actually finding right. gold. But bless her heart, she believes them when they tell her she's not. Right. You know, she comes up with an idea like, "Hey, we should all share," and you know, which honestly they should. I mean, they're all in this together. together. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the one thing that I um that doesn't really flow with me, which is um the fact that I know they're always pitted against each other, but like in the whole context of things, like they're all going back to the same house or the same two <laughs> houses right next to each other. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how how do you plan on executing that without sharing any? Like you're all you know? Yeah. Like I don't know if what they have reflects if they worked harder. It's just who got lucky enough to find the nugget. Yeah, and they got to get out of there. Like, they kind of need each other to get out of there, first of all, and then to, like, get home. And, you know, how did they plan on uh, exchanging the gold Yeah, that's for, a... for currency? Like, that's a big thing, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they all go to sleep. They hear a noise, and they're all ready to kill each other. They all have weapons <laughs> in a drop of a hat. Must have been a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been. Night. 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 I think we should kill Marcy and Jefferson. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> that coupled with, um, well, yeah, not yet, because Al feels that. <laughs> they're <laughs> worth more de- alive than dead at the moment because they can gather more gold. They can gather more gold. Yeah, yeah, give it a few days, then we'll kill them. Right. And then, if they should accidentally walk in front of my rifle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so smart, honey. Uh, good night. Uh, good night. Ow. What? I don't trust the kids. I don't trust the kids. Did that not sound like Gemma Teller? Right. Oh, good call. Just saying about, because Gemma's big on who she trusts and who she doesn't trust and blah, 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 and who has to go (laughs) and all this other kind of stuff. And I swear to God, when she said that, you see Gemma Teller right there, boy. (laughs) Let's hope she doesn't take a uh, heroin needle and... No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> Overdose. Enough to kill a horse. <laughs> so Kelly has every intention on killing her father with an axe and taking his gun. Like, that's not even a joke. 
there's right. a point where she almost <laughs> went to go ahead with it. <laughs> right. Like, wow, man. <laughs> Pretty dark. Yeah, it's really dark. Like, these people are willing to kill each other. And, like, and Peg even saying, I think we should kill the Darcys. She's not joking around. She didn't nudge him and go, yeah. <laughs> right. no, she's like, no, I think we should really kill him. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's not called Route 666 for nothing. Right. And, and I'm glad you said that, too, because I, you know, we obviously, um, all did a horror show for years, a horror movie uh, show. Here's the thing, though. I wonder how much, like, the culture in general um, had an effect on lines like that because they kind of, uh, the way the guy talks about him at the end, you know, the news reporter guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. it kind of kind of gives off like a hills have eyes vibe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, with the Bundys and stuff like that. But not that people wouldn't get that line, but I think a lot of people can like appreciate that type of humor, like that right. dark humor, like when like with what you just said, like it sounds messed up, but it's like, well, you know, if you consider a lot of the movies that came out in the eighties, like <laughs> pretty pretty ruthless, so I think it fit in well. Yeah, you know, they're obviously joking, but in the se- in the in the in the re- in the truth of the the scene, they're not joking. Right. Not at all. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what makes it great. Right. Like, you don't know what to make of this. You're like, okay, it's still funny, sure, but wow. And you can get away with lines like that when there's not only no repercussions <laughs> with what you're saying, right? but uh, you know that they don't, like, really feel it's just for the sake of comedy and then you just move on. Right. Like, she was ready to share her gold, like, a minute before and now, you know, so and now she's ready to kill him. Like <laughs> That was amazing. It's just perfect. We love you guys. <laughs> We're dead. Um, that was awkward and perfect. <laughs> she says, you know, like, we're dead. <laughs> Kelly steals Bud's gold only to move it a foot away from him and then <laughs> sleep on it. <laughs> Bud wakes up, sees it, lets her know that it's fake. She gives up, throws it back to him, and he just smiles. Jefferson puts his hand in Marcy's gold bag, and he gets a mouse trap. <laughs> and then Marcy doesn't even, she just smiles. She doesn't even, like, wake up and look at him or anything. Where did they get a mouse trap? Yeah, like, she knew that, you know, like, right. yeah, I don't know. Like, this is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like... <laughs> I mean, I know they packed a lot of stuff, but that's that takes some uh, a lot of pre-planning. Yeah, it's... They're in the desert. They have to eat something, I guess. That's true. Yeah, they might have used it for food, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ow! <laughs> what? There's a deadly tarantula crawling on your arm. <laughs> Yeah, right. I get up to check. A shovel crushes the back of my skull. And my gold is gone. I'm not falling for that one, Peg. An orange need tarantula, which is like the most docile oh, tarantula yeah. ever. Yeah, which I thought is funny because they're very distinctive. And like he's all like, ah, and she even refers to it as a deadly tarantula, which you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Peg knows. And I was like, oh, that's a little baby. I mean, it's like, like a little 
it, they're so. It's the kind Kevin McAllister put on the robbers. Yes. Yep. Well, those are the kind everyone has as pets because they're incredibly docile. Right. So. Don't move, Harry. <laughs> he has a crowbar. <laughs> now, what would you, what would you guys rather, a tarantula like that or like a snake? Snake. What? Yeah, but she wants a trouser snake. I love <laughs> snakes. I what love you? snakes. Yeah, but it might choke you out, though. What if it goes around your, your neck and chokes you? Well, I, no. <laughs> uh, Jamie? I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I absolutely adore snakes. I do, too. I Spiders, think cool. I don't mind from a distance, but I don't want them on me. Snakes, I love holding them. and I love stroking them. <laughs> well, check it out. As the spider is crawling up Al's arm, you can hear someone in the audience say, Is it real? Let me see. Really? Yeah. Huh. Literally saying, Is it real? I never noticed that. Yeah, I'm going to jack it up uh, and play it right now. I'm going to like increase the background volume. Listen to this guy in the audience. Like, it's so weird. I mean, like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. And it it just shows that, like, people are way into this. And it's weird that somebody would say that because you imagine that, you know, they the scene was cut and then somebody walked over, they put it on Al, and then uh, supposedly when they want spiders to walk, they blow on them with straws mm-hmm. and uh, make them walk. So... I wonder how they did all this stuff because, like, the angles it was coming from down going up his arms. I wonder how they even got that to all happen. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, Peg pours scolding water all over Al to get the spider off. Uh, They all take his gold. That is so screwed up, man. Like, instantly. Hey, guys. Want to represent the Marrow Children podcast? Go to tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Just go to the search bar and type in Married With Children Podcast. They have everything you need to rep your favorite podcast, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, baseball t-shirts, crew necks, hoodies. They even have these in kid sizes, phone cases for all different styles and sizes, laptop case, stickers, wall art, notebooks. Mugs, pillows, tote bags, travel mugs, you name it. They got it all, guys. And for great prices, go to tpublic.com for all your Married with Children podcast representational needs. So Al goes crazy. Now, so I, what are we assuming? The spider bit him? Or just, this, like, why would he go crazy here? Well, I guess we played this mine out. Time to get our gold and go home. <laughs> Where's Daddy? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him since he went insane. <laughs> Here he comes. I killed the squirrel for looking at my gold. Uh, I don't know if you pour scalding hot water on me. I'm probably going to go a little crazy. Yeah, that that's probably going to set me off a little bit. You think? I, I, I didn't get that, at, but yeah, that's... That's what I took from that was did the water make it? Maybe he just kind of reached his breaking point. Like that was just one thing too much. Hmm. Right. A big giant spider and then scalding hot water. And the paranoia anyway of the gold and killing people. 
Yep. Yeah. Marcy's there. <laughs> yeah, that's enough to do it. So Al kills a squirrel who's looking at his gold. <laughs> a tour comes through. Climb jumpers! The old prospector warned us about these guys. Huh? Is that natural? <laughs> what are you people doing here? Hmm? We're, uh, we're seeing America. <laughs> we're loving each other. <laughs> well, this is the third stop on the Hillhole National Park tour. What kind of exhibit is this? We can see these kind of people in Miami. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We'll clean out the Bigfoot family in a second. Grab your pans and share the 49er experience. Yeah. Grab your butts and kiss them goodbye. <laughs> we own this here mine. We bought it. From some old guy. Look like John Viner. <laughs> oh, old Zeke. Is he still selling fake mines to Rubes? <laughs> so now, and we looked up Rube and all that country bumpkin, but now... Tourists are referred to as rubes in this area. Right. And these people are very snotty about their hot, dry, desolate desert area. (laughs) There's not a whole lot going on there. Well, they have to pay a lot of money to put the setup. I think it's funny that they say that old Zeke looks like John Biner. And it is John Biner (laughs) playing the role. I think it's funny. And they keep, they say that like twice. Right, right. Like, old man that looked like John Biner. Well, that's because it is him. <laughs> Look, son, this is a national park. And what you got there is fool's gold. We sought the mines for the roots. A tourist. <laughs> if it make you feel better, you can each carry a nugget home. Because fun and rocks are what we're all about at Hellhole National Park. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Al. Four days in this intense heat for nothing. You are truly a numbskull. Dimwit. Total feeb. Cretan. Bombastic simpleton. (laughs) And a bad, bad daddy. Now this woman, who is like a tourist there, uh, she has the pink sun visor and black sundress, that's Ron Levitt's wife. Oh, at the time the co-creator of the show. So she uh, had a... So now we had his daughter. She was in Kids, What Are You Gonna Do? The daughter of Ron Levitt. She was one of the seven kids Kelly was babysitting. So now the wife made an appearance, and we all know Ron was in the elevator when Kelly got her apartment. So now all of them, I guess, unless he has more kids we don't know about. But they've all been here. Um, Now the guy talking, the park ranger, is Earl Billings, and he's... Uh, known for American Splendor, Antoine Fisher, Gosnell, The Trial of Something, and Misguided with um, Judy Greer, <laughs> who we keep seeing <laughs> all the time. Uh, he has 103 acting credits, so he's a he's a legit actor. He's he's great in Antoine Fisher too. That's such a great movie. Yep. So it turns out it's fool's gold. Uh, I have no idea why Jefferson and Peg didn't realize that. Because yeah. those two seem like they know. Uh, we don't have any gold. Listen, listen. No, I came here to get real gold, and I ain't leaving till I get real gold. 
<laughs> that gets dark. <laughs> so we're basically going to rob tourists because we have weapons. And he's going to do it at gunpoint. <laughs> now they're all on the beaches of L.A. And everyone is decked out in multiple watches. So they ask what time it is and the big gag at the end. And you hear the radio announcer. <laughs> Under the heading, Isn't That Bizarre? Today's story comes from New Mexico, where an inbred, insane family, a man with two wives and three sons, held up a group of tourists. They left them with cash and diamonds. All the family said they wanted was gold. They reportedly stole an old Dodge from a prospector who looked like John Biner and were last seen heading west towards Los Angeles. Do not approach them. They are insane, unbathed, and dangerous. What time is it, Dan? At the end of the episode, during the during the credits, instead of the still frame of, of Al and Peg on the couch, the Bundys and Darcys are sitting and chatting on a beach in California and watching the ocean waves. On the DVD release, the scene is turned into a still frame of them watching the ocean while love and marriage plays. So what do you guys think of the ending? Uh they leave with real gold, and they just escape and head west to the west coast and hang on the beach and just decompress. That's kind of dark, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that was great. But I, I did also like the, uh, the beach set. So that's two outside sets that were built for this, you oh, know. Yeah. With, with the beach, they didn't need much. But- yeah, they didn't build it, but they shot it there, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like two pretty big set pieces, especially that last one that wasn't utilized for the full episode. It was just for that one scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it gives it more meaning when they only took the people's gold. And I think that if the people were nicer and not so rude when they showed up, that this might not have even happened. <laughs> like, I think yeah. them being the jerks they were, as soon as I saw these guys over there panning for gold, I think uh, they're as obnoxious, and the, the way the guy was basically mocking them, I think that's what led to the ultimate decision that, you know what? Yep. We came here for gold. Let's go get it. You know what um, I thought of when when that actually went down and then, you know, the Bundys and the Marcys were looking at them. Hmm. Uh, I thought about being stuck in Labor Day traffic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was that same mentality where those people were just being obnoxious and the Bundys just banded together and, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right. How many stolen watches are going to be on your arm for this episode, Route 666, Part 2, out of 5? I think I will have four watches on my arm. This was... It was a fun one. I think it went by at a really fast clip. You know, it was paced really well. I enjoyed the the different locale. They're just so cutthroat. <laughs> it was fun. Yep. All right. How many watches are going to be on your arm for this episode out of five, Dan? Uh, same as Jamie. I, I'll be rocking four watches for this episode. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like Jamie said, I like the. Um, I like the locations. I. I do like uh, the the dream sequences. That was fun. Um, also, too, they brought back between this episode and the next one, the season finale that we'll be reviewing. Uh, they brought back both Home Improvement Girls. Yeah, which was which was pretty cool. Pamela Anderson, which she's the first home improvement girl, and then on the next episode, Heidi, who's the second one. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was fun overall. Um, I thought it I thought it went fairly quick, and I think that has to do with with just the set and um, and just how obviously the episode moved along. Um, I just love how as ridiculous. The, uh, these episodes get like they're out in the wilderness. It's still about money. It's still about gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's still about screwing each other over yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, like in typical Bundy fashion, like we've said too, they'll be pitted against each other. And then, you know, when push comes to shove and they have a, an outside uh, opposition, then they band together, which mm. was nice to see again. They did it again. Yeah, they and, did. Uh, and they went dark with this one, which I love too. And uh, so, yeah, so I uh, I stole four watches, uh, one from um, Ron Levitt's wife. <laughs> she was annoying. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how the Darcy's didn't even question, like they were right there with the bunnies. Usually they're the level-headed ones on some de- in some degree. Right. Um, not so much Jefferson. With Steve there, they were truly level-headed, except for Marcy's sadistic side. But with yeah, Jefferson... Yeah, Steve would have taken that tarantula and, like, ripped its legs off. <laughs> oh, God. Because of Bosco. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, well, real quick, um, I did, because you mentioned the Home Alone girls. Uh, this guy... Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah, Home Alone. I'm, like, obsessed with Home Alone. <laughs> uh, Derek Sellers, he was one of the guys fanning down um, Peg. He was also in the episode The Unnatural. Now, you're probably thinking he was uh, Sven Hungstrom, who replaced Al on the baseball team. But, no, he was – there was another, I guess, jock, beefy-looking 80s dude in that episode that uh, we just don't know. <laughs> I, was he a baseball player? Yeah, I guess so. He had to be, yeah. Yeah. And um, the guy Richard Hansen, he was in Swing Kids, Little Man Tate, and Children's Ward. So he did a couple things. And uh, David Nelson was in Martin, The Fresh Prince, and Matlock. So he, you know, but like none of these guys have major careers. But um, they were all they all did a little bit of something. But yeah, the 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 first guy I mentioned, he was in Unhappily Ever After. Oh. Yeah, episodes for him, so he must have stayed buddies with that uh, one hmm. dude. Yep. 
to be on his other show. Um, so I give this four and a half out of five watches, stolen watches on my arm. Um, so one of them, I guess I struggled with one of these tourists <laughs> and ripped it off of them. This was really good. It's funny. When I <clears throat> thought about this episode, when I just saw Route 66 part, whatever, I was like, eh, yeah, these are okay. But I don't know, man. I really enjoyed the whole experience and the setting and the atmosphere and the chemistry and the way they really bring out all of these people's characters so well. And they really know how to implement all of their traits into every scenario. Mm-hmm. It's so fitting. Not, none of it ever seems out of character. Right. This was just a great highlight of it. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool to see him in a different setting. Right. You know, the, I, like I still, I still believe that this or Better Shop Round should have been the finale of the season, just because. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. It was great stuff, great ending, perfect ending to all this too. Yep. I do think this this half is definitely better than the first half. The first half still good though. Right. But, but uh, yeah, just a great two parter. Nice back to back two parters. It's not nearly as iconic as Better Shop Around. But uh, still great nonetheless. Yeah. I thought they ended this season perfectly, to be perfectly honest with you, with the uh, two back-to-backers and then the season finale. Because you know what I keep thinking of, too, Hmm. of watching television shows and how it relates to, like, real life? You ever feel, like, really revitalized after you get back from a vacation? Like, you get back and and things just seem like a little – like, you just feel different. Yeah. You're not, like, beat down and, like, sick of your surroundings. You're, like, happy to be home, and you mm-hmm. just feel, like, full of energy and refreshed and probably sunburned, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I feel TV show arcs can be sometimes, too. Like, especially, like, literally when they go, you know, on vacations and, and they go, they leave the house, like, right. in, in these uh, several episodes. Um, I just think it's, like, a, a nice, fresh um perspective for the characters like you said take them out take them out of the house and uh put them in put them in these random areas and stuff like that and then they brought it back uh at the end which i i I see what you're saying alex Mm -hmm. in terms of like um big grand finale ending yeah yeah but i do like though in a lot of ways how they just kind of brought it brought it back home for the last episode too so you got to get away for like four episodes and then then brought it back it was nice well, we are going to bring it back next week, and we're going to wrap up <laughs> Season 5 with yes. Buck the Stud. Buck the dog has romantic designs on every bitch in the neighborhood, <laughs> but dashes Peggy and Al's hopes of becoming wealthy breeders when he refuses to court a pampered pedigree. 